Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Afyomi. My name is Yitzchak Yat Shalom. We're now on Masechet Shabbat of Samach Bet Amur Aleph, about to take a look at the third Mishnah, in this, the sixth parak, by Me'ishai. And in this Mishnah, we will take a look at those items that a woman may not wear uh, in public on Shabbat, and if she does, she's chayevet, or perhaps is chayevet. Lo Isha Machat before we talked about a needle without a hole, now we talk about a needle with a hole. This is a ring with a seal. We'll see what all of these things are in the Gemara. Disagree and say that if she takes these things out, and we'll see again what they are, she is exempt. So let's take a look at the Gemara. Amar Ula, v'chilufehen be'ish. Ula says the opposite, meaning about the machat and the tabat, with or without the hole, in our case, with the hole and with the seal, the woman's chayavet, and the opposite with a man, that the man would be chayav if it didn't have those. Alma kasavar Ula, So Ula has a very strict separation between that which is fit for women and fit for men, and there is no overlap. Meitiv Rav Yosef, watch this challenge. Shepherds can walk out in sackcloth. It doesn't mean just shepherds. Anybody could just shepherds typically walk out that way. That's why we mentioned them. So we see that uh, there is overlap between different groups and their clothing. That Ula must hold that women are a distinct community. And um, it isn't so much that uh, they may not have an overlap in what they wear, but what they typically wear is going to halachically be distinct uh, from that of men. So, Eitavei Abaye Abaye challenges him. Hamotzei Tfilin, this is a Tosefta in Eruvin. Hamotzei Tfilin, let's say you find Tfilin outside on Shabbat. What do you do? So, if you recall, um, the... Uh, the uh, Mishnah in the 10th parak of Erevin says you put them on one pair or Gamaliel, two pairs at a time, and walk inside, then go outside, put more on. But here we see a little bit more. A woman could also do that. If you say women are absolutely distinct, then which means that they have no justification to put Tefillin on in order to save them from being outside. So the answer is Hatam Kasavar Rabbi Meir Laila Zman Tefillin. Who Rabbi Meir himself must hold that Laila is Zman Tefillin. That's a famous machlokus. Machlokus Rabbi Yosef Glil Rabbi Kiva. Shabbat Zman Tefillin. Who? Which means how the mitzvah that says Shalom Zman Grama Tefillin is a mitzvah to say that's not time bound. Which therefore how mitzvah that says Shalom Zman Grama Nashim Chayavot. Women are obligated. If women are obligated, then they're putting Tefillin on in order to spare them and bring them inside on Shabbat is the same as a man doing it. Ah, Now this goes back to our Mishnah. Why is she chayevet for carrying the ring? After all, putting a ring on your finger is not carrying. It's a not normal way of carrying. Maybe it's asur, but you should not be chayav unless she actually put it into the palm of her hand. We're talking about a woman who is some sort of a notary public or a businesswoman who typically seals off, uh, signs off on a lot of letters, and therefore she normally wears it on her finger. That solves the problem for a woman. How do you say that a man is chayav for wearing a ring that it does no seal? That's something he never wears. 
So Ella Amaravi says, Sometimes a man gives his wife his ring with the seal. Put it in the safe. Or put it in the money box. She puts it on her hand to take it there. So therefore, wearing it is a normal way of, ca- of uh, carrying it. Sometimes a woman will give her ring that has no seal, of course, to her husband. To take it to the jeweler to fix it. And he puts it on his ring finger again until he gets there. All right. Now, the Mishnah then said, What's a kuliar? My kuliar. So he says that uh, the kuliar is this particular... Um, um, uh, tie the pin that she uses to tie her clothes together, to pin her clothes together. Kovelet, what's kovelet? Amarav chumatad filon. It's like a bundle of balsam that she wears in order to create a nice smell. Chemalasi chumatad filon. He says the same thing. Tanarabanan, but a woman cannot carry the kovelet. That's this spice thing. Mayor says she's chayav chatat, just like we saw in our Mishnah. And like we saw in our Mishnah, Chacham disagreed with Rameir about the kovel and the tzolchit shalpayaton, the vial of balsam oil. Um, and she's p'turav, she carries it. She could wear it. What's the disagreement? So Rameir Savar Masuyu, he thinks it's a burden, something she's carrying. They hold that it's a jewel. But she might take it off and show it to her friends, as we saw in the beginning of the parak. And carry it. And this will go back to Rabbi Yezer with the Yerushal Zahav, but he takes the opposite tack. Who generally wears this sort of thing? A woman with bad smell. She's not going to take it off and show it to her friends. Alright. But we have a bright that says Rebeliezer says she's exempt for the Kovelet, but not that she's allowed to. Poter almost always implies Asur, Patur Valasur. So the answer is Lokashe, it's all contextual. Ha Kikayad Rameyer, when he's talking to Rameyer, who said Chayav, he says Patur. When he's talking about him to say Asur, he says Mutar, because his position really is Mutar. Now, let's see wherever it is that Rabbi Yezer was talking directly to Reb Meir, that he would take the position of Patur, even though he really meant Mutar. Woman cannot walk out with a key in her hand. Rebeliezer says she's exempt if she took out these spice things. How did the spice thing get in here? Rebeliezer was talking about a key. The answer is, there's something missing. Rebeliezer also said, the same thing if she walks out with these vials or bundles of spices. Rebeliezer says, I agree with you about the key, but these two things she's exempt for. Now notice here, Rebeliezer is talking to Rebeliezer. So Rebeliezer said, he says, Patur. But he really holds Mutar. Now parenthetically, that's only if there is actually spices in there. If there's no spices in there, then I agree that she's Chayevet. Parenthetically, 
So Rabada Bahava says from Rabbi Eliezer, you could see that if you were to take a kli out with food, but the food is less than the sheer food of caring, which we'll see in the eighth and ninth prakim chiefly, uh, whatever, which each food what the sheer is, then you chayav for the kli. Because after all, the ha'in babosem, a, uh, this bundle that has no bosem in it, it's like carrying out a kli with less than enough food. And and he said, you chayav it for the, for the bundle that's empty. He said, no, maybe if you carry out a kli with uh, less than the requisite amount of grain, for instance, you're patur. Here, there's nothing there. If there's no bosun, there's nothing there. So all the all you're carrying out is the vial or the or the bag, and that you're chayiv for. All right, we're now going to go off onto sort of tangents that'll come back and forth to the issue of uh, of uh, some of the issues of halacha, but some agadic tangents about issues of smells. So the first part we go to is to almost Perak Vav, where it talks about some of the people and the uh, in in Shamron and the fancy smells and everything that they would use for Avodah and it's a bad thing, obviously. Reshit Shmanim Yimshachu, they would take the finest of the oils and anoint themselves. From Yudam Shmuel, Zeh Yaton, that's the balsam. If it's such a nice thing, then why didn't everybody agree with Rabbi Yudam and Bava to decree that we shouldn't use it as a valid for the Chorban? If you hold that this is such a nice thing, so it must be that the Reshit Shmanim is not Palyaton. In that same Pasuk, where it says they would drink with these special kind of cups, Remember Ramasi, Kharamar Knishkin, Knishkin are cups that have several openings for different people to drink at the same time. Kharamar Shmizarkin Kosotan Zelazad, the other is that they would toast each other, sort of. So Achinami Asur, we're not allowed to do that. You think everything that's listed in the Pasuk is Asur for us because it's too nice and we're in Avelut? When he came to Rav Rajkaluta's house and he drank from this Knishkin and Rav Rajkaluta had them. And nobody said anything to him about Avelut um, for the Chorban. It's only things that both have pleasure and are part of rejoicing. That's what there goes around. It's just personal pleasure, but it's not part of a festive thing like these oils. So it could be that polyaton really is the finest of all. We still use it because it brings us pleasure. That's okay. In that same passage in Amos, it talks about literally people who sleep on marble beds and there's a terrible smell on their bed. What is that about? It's talking about people, by the way, who are very rich and fancy and they're subduing and subjugating the poor people and taking advantage of them to increase their own wealth. Means they, they would stand in front of their own beds and urinate uh, naked. cursed that interpretation. Said that's why it would say they're going to be exiled. The punishment that's listed there. I mean, I understand that it's not nice, but to say that they should be exiled is the biggest exiles, and that because of uh, just this disgusting behavior. These are people who would eat and drink together. And then they'd bring their beds and put them next to each other. And then they would swap their wives. 
Masuchin are sotam shikvat zera shenu shalain, and they make their beds smell with shikvat zera that's not their own. That's what it's talking about. That's really a heinous thing. We're picking on this theme. Things that will bring a man to poverty. Urinating in front of the bed with no clothes on. Or if your wife curses you in your presence. Let's see what this is. That's only if you're facing the bed. If you're facing away from it, late even if you're facing the bed, it's only a problem. However, if you're urinating on the ground, a man, if you have like a bedpan there, late lunba. What's the second thing? Is degrading the tilat yadaim. That's only if you don't wash at all. If you wash, but not so carefully, that's okay. Meaning for this issue, v'lam miltahi that we 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 reject. I would wash with a full hand of water. I got full hands of greatness from God, a blessing. Meaning you really have to wash properly. Okay, so it's not that. Uh, so the washing less than that is called degrading it, and it'll lead to poor poverty. The third one, Amarav al iske Only if she curses you, because you're not getting her enough jewels. We're talking about people also of means who do it and just don't get their wives' jewels. We're not talking about people who are too poor. All right, Rava So we have this passage in the beginning of Yeshayahu, Perak Gimel, that talks about the women of Yerushalayim and how they used to walk around fancy and they would, with all this perfume, to seduce the young men and uh, the punishment that's going to happen. So we see Drashot on this. The daughters of Tzion have been tall. What does that mean? They'd walk upright. That's the next part of the Pasuk. They would walk up with their necks tied up, up, up tight. They would walk heel next to, uh, to toe, as it were. That's the next thing. They would put lots of rouge on their eyes and they would wink. And then it would say, Haloch v'tafof, walking and making noise. They would have a tall woman walk next to a short woman to kind of show off her height. And then achasna, with their legs they would uh, poison. They would put nice smells on their, like uh, balsam and, and myrrh on their shoes. They'd walk in the streets of Yerushalayim. They'd come near the young men. They would kick the ground. And they would kick, and this uh, this perfume would shoot out and come into them like a um, like a poison. So my pronotem, what's the punishment? What happens in the in the pasuk? In place of the perfume, there'll be erosion. The place that they would put their bosem is going to become like uh, craters. In place of the belt, there's nikpem. The place that they would put on these belts with a little bell, this is similar to what we saw in the first parak of Sota, would become kind of corroded. Meaning, place that they would put on jewels now becomes bald. Meaning, 
the openings that would lead to rejoicing, and their their uh, openings, Yulamachkor Sak would be a place that they would wear sackcloth in mourning. And then Ki Tachat Yofi. What is that? Chalufe Shufra Kiva. And that's why uh, people have this saying. Um, uh, that um, in 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 the place of um, of uh, sort of uh, um, that in the place of beauty will be like a scab or sort of like a wound. All right, so key here being like a, a blister almost. Um, so what's the punishment? God is going to stipach the head of these girls. They're going to get sarat. How do we know that? Sapachat is one of the, the, the forms of sarat. And then, which means their bread is going to spread out. They'll be spilling out like a, like a vessel. Meaning like of Nida. That their openings are going to become like a forest, all grown over and disgusted. Right? People of Yushalayim in that generation were very disgusting, very gross. Man would say to each other, men would say to each other, what did you eat today? And this is all allusions to uh, sex. Bread that's been worked over or not, meaning a virgin or not. Biyain gordali, uh, do you white wine, or biyain chardali, or dark wine, right? wide bed, or a wide table, as it were, but mesav katsar, a thin one. Again, talking about the girl. Bachaver tov, or bachaver ra, meaning, uh, with a uh, good friend or a bad friend. Amachista, chulan liznut, these are all talking about women. The trees of Yerushalayim used to be cinnamon trees. When they would use them to burn a fire, the smell would be redolent all over Israel. When the destruction came, they were buried. One little bit was left. It's left in the treasure houses of this particular uh, queen, Tzimtzimoy. Okay, we'll uh, pause at this point. We'll pick it up with the uh, next Mishnah, the fourth Mishnah in the Perak. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.